and good evening, everybody. <laughs> it's good to be here with you, and uh, Gil is with us getting us all uh, ready for a night of take two. And so uh, as we get started and as uh, we uh, people are joining in, I just wanted to uh, kind of run through this regular schedule that you may or may not be familiar with. Uh, we do this every Wednesday night. Typically, it's Sam and a guest, and tonight it is me and a guest. And so um, I'm here with the lovely Brianna, and um, we'll be talking about the things that were shared on Sunday morning. And uh, we like to keep this interactive. So if you are tuning in and if you're watching this live, um, then we'd like to invite you to uh, participate by sending in your questions on the live chat. Um, additionally, every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we are also live on YouTube um, with our normal Sunday morning worship service. And uh, you are obviously welcome to join us on YouTube, but we also meet here at the Genesis Building in Upland, California, uh, outside in order to keep things safe uh, during the COVID times. Uh, we meet outside, masked up, and under uh, the shade of uh, Genesis tents, and uh, there's always a, a great time of fellowship to be had. So we'd like to welcome you Sundays at 10, live or on the internet, and then again Wednesday nights at 7. So there we are. Let's, uh, let's open on a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for your love for us. We thank you that... Even in times of stress and anxiety and times when we feel overwhelmed, um, we trust that you are not overwhelmed, that you would not leave us nor forsake us, and that you are an ever-present help in our time of need. So um, just ask, Father, that you would guide our talk tonight and that you would be glorified in it and that it would help somebody uh, somehow, in some way, in your infinite wisdom, even across uh, the Internet. So we lift this time to you and ask for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> Good. We're going to pretend like we didn't drive over here together. In the same <laughs> um. So let's start off like this. So uh, I talked about on Sunday morning from the book of Mark, from Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. Uh, this, this whole story is very familiar. I think probably most people are familiar with it. Uh, I think Sam actually uh, referenced it pretty heavily not too long ago as well, because I think it's a, it's a common scripture story that we kind of uh, we, we take from because it's such an it's such an you know obvious like here are his disciples in a time of stress and how did they handle it how did Jesus handle it what does that mean for our lives and how we deal with crisis and, and uh, different stressors so um, just by way of getting started let's talk about the last year and Maybe tell me, from your perspective, 
what things have changed. Like in our in our life, mm-hmm. like our personal life. Mm-hmm. So as many people know, you lost your job at Fender, but um, through that you started your own business. So that was a big adjustment. Um, what else? I mean, remote learning for two of our kids. Mm-hmm. So that's been an additional stressor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Bella turned four, an additional <laughs> stressor. Um, yeah, I'd say we had lots of changes. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I think on Sunday morning, I kind of I, I laid out like broad spectrum changes like, um, uh, you know, what's been happening on the political spectrum or um, how our country's had to deal with, you know, even beyond our country into the world around the globe, how we've had to deal with uh, issues of race and uh, issues of divisive politics and um and then, you know, kind of breaking down into people we know, sickness and, and loss of loved ones and loss of jobs. Like, those are all things, you know, big things have happened. And then, like, just on us, you know, break it down to our household. And it's like, man, we have had two kids who were, you know, used to go to school every day and were gone half the day to being at home, trying to learn, trying to keep up, while we are basically becoming, like, secondary teachers. Yeah. Because... It, Remote learning was very hard. Yes. So, yeah, and then the fact that I was one of the people that lost a job. Um, and from, from my perspective, I lost a job, and then almost immediately afterwards, I, I snapped a tendon in my bicep, and I had surgery for the first time in my adult life uh, that would put me out of commission for a few months. So, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So those things, that, like, you know, man, it's been a crazy year. And um, how do you deal when, you, when you're under a lot of stress? What's, um, what, are your, what are the ways that you cope? I have very high anxiety. I'm sure you know. I know, but you can share. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't cope well with stress. I mean, that's, I, mean I think who does? Mm-hmm. But um, I start with, you know, I, I can get... Easily, my anxiety can turn into panic attacks at night. It can turn into um, difficulty breathing. Um, it's been a struggle. Anxiety for me has always been a struggle. So anytime like more gets added to my plate, I feel like there's I I feel like I'm being held underwater. So from 2019 to 2020, um, you were already having to deal with. In those in 2019, when I was working full time, um, my job required a lot of travel and being away from home a lot. So yeah. you were already kind of dealing with a different kind of stress and anxiety. Yeah. And then, you know, I lost of that job. In some regards, like I, I was, I was around more to help at home. Yeah. But then there's the whole financial strain that right. we weren't prepared for. So, and just. I'm probably oversharing in our situation, but I know that that isn't, it's not a, uh, an uncommon situation. It's not an outlier anymore. There's so many people that have been dealing with similar things or worse. Um, yeah, we had some friends that, that came down with, 
uh, COVID, mostly we had some good friends who lost family uh, to COVID. So just, but just the idea and just the feeling of grief and loss and um, a little bit of the no light at the end of the tunnel um, that, that everybody probably struggled with a little bit. And uh, let me just read the scripture and then we can talk a little bit more about this. So verse 35, and when we come to the story, um, we should note that Jesus has been in ministry for the day, uh, teaching people about the word of God and the kingdom of heaven. And on that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with him in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was asleep. He was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him, and they said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear, and they said to one another, Who is this then, that even the wind and the sea obey him? So even in the face of the things on a, on a maybe national level that we see on the nightly news and, uh, you know, depending on the news you watch, you, you hear one side or the other side and both sides are not talking. And this, this, there's this kind of great, you know, friction, I think, that everybody feels to where... Uh, even if you go shopping in the store and you wear a mask or you don't wear a mask, like mm-hmm. you, you stand the chance of being confronted by mm-hmm. somebody who believes completely different than you. It's a weird time. Right. And, um, and, and so on top of the, the things that, we're, that we've talked about, on top of the personal struggles and anxieties and stressors, now we just have like a general stress of like mm-hmm. being out around people in public. Do you think, do you think that people feel that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even to, you know, parents who, you know, my kid, does my kid wear a mask? Does my kid not wear a mask? You know, and I feel for parents, you know, I, you know, I struggled with that at the beginning, too. It's like when you have a toddler, it's like, how do they wear a mask? And then it's like, okay, well, if I just choose, okay, well, forget it. It's just too hard to get this mask on my two-year-old. I'm just going to go and it's not a big deal. And then you feel like on top of just already being judged for everything you do as a parent, you're now being judged or, oh my gosh, you're taking your kid to like the grocery store during a pandemic. And, you know, you have single parents that didn't have a choice, especially in, you know, March when all this began, you know, I didn't see a lot of kids at the stores, but then like every once in a while you would see a mom with a, with a kid and you knew that people were, were judging and I could feel it. I could feel it just, I almost felt for her you know, feeling other people's judgment on her. And I'm just like, you don't know what their situation is. You don't know if they don't have any other options. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think even just as minute as something like that, it's just as stressful. It's pretty wild. So, yeah. 
one of the things that the scripture talks about, you know, this, the, the word, I think, when I think of this passage, you know, typically the heading in, the, in your Bible would say, Jesus calms the storm. Mm-hmm. And yes, absolutely, Jesus calms the storm. And that's why I think it's so pertinent to, you know, maybe the era that we live in. And the, you know, it's like a constant storm mm-hmm. that we live in. And when I think about how simple Jesus said, peace, be still. Um, and I think, yeah, that's, that's what we need. You know, maybe more than anything right now is just peace, right? Just, just peace. Mm-hmm. Shalom. Just like <laughs> calm. Mm-hmm. That great calm, the Bible says. So, uh, I don't know. And, and, and probably everybody I can think of would say, yep, that's what we need. But I don't know how we get there. Mm-hmm. Because everybody still lives in fear and judgment and uh, you know, I guess one side or the other. What did you think about the uh, about the Bible verse itself? Um, I mean, just the story. What stands out? I think what stands out is that Jesus was sleeping. Yeah. I just can't get over, like, the visual of that. Um, you know, and I can almost feel the anxiety of his disciples on the boat, almost like the frustration they must have felt. Cause I put myself as like the disciple, right? And I would think like how frustrating it would be that Jesus was sleeping. Right. Like yeah. here we are, like we're about to lose our lives and it's like, you're going to take a nap right now yeah. in the middle of all of this. Like, and, and I'm sure there have been days like, you know, cause we handle our stress differently yeah. Where if uh, people aren't worked up around me, I almost get like frustrated because mm-hmm. I feel like, well, here I am like drowning and you're like on cloud nine. And I'm kind of like, well, you need to, you know, <laughs> come join me and save me from like, you know, this feeling. And I almost like misery loves company. So right. if I'm in misery, I want company with that because I want to feel like I'm justified in my feelings and I'm justified in my anxiety. And um, when someone's like calm around me, yes, it brings me a sense of calm, but at the same time, if they were like sleeping, like not even like partaking in like the situation, I feel like I would be very frustrated. Yeah. And, and I think that's probably how, uh, a lot of these guys felt, right? There is frustration. I'm sure it, like I said too, anxieties were high, stress was high, you know, and I, in my own imagination, I, I feel like there was probably a um, a conversation being had that was kind of like, well, who's going to wake him up? Right. I'm not going to wake him up. He's, you know, you wake him. I don't want to make him mad. <laughs> and finally somebody, I, I love that the Bible doesn't name who it was, but somebody went and, you know, had the, uh, the courage to go and wake up the sleeping Messiah and say, you know, what do you, don't you even care? Right. And I, and, and I feel like maybe that's a, a place where um, people people are at, right? People are at the place where they're like, look at all the stuff yeah. that's happening around us. Somebody make got it. Yeah, is he sleeping or does he not care? Yeah. You know, what is happening? And, um, and there, none, none of this, you know, like on a... There's not any kind of detail in this particular version of the story 
where it doesn't say, well, he was asleep because he was exhausted because he was teaching in this, you know, the hot desert air all day. There's nothing about that here. It's just that he was, he was tired. He was tired. He was sleeping. And some people would say he had, you know, like a child asleep in its mother's arms. Like Jesus wasn't worried about the rocking boat. Right. Because he knew, uh, he, he knows his father. He knows that his, his piece of history hasn't been written yet. And so he's yeah. not necessarily concerned. as worried as everybody else is. So in our, in our, uh, but also they were on a boat with Jesus. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so to put things into perspective. Yeah. And that is, you know, that's, Part of what I talked about later was like that idea of like that's what he meant when he said, Do you still have no faith? Mm-hmm. Like you've seen you've seen you've been around me, you know who I am, like why are you afraid now? Almost like this was too big for him. Yeah. And I'm sure we feel that a lot. Yeah. Like no matter what your problems are, you always feel like they're too big for God and Yeah, or yeah, there's something, there's some block that we yeah. put in, in our way, in our own way. And, uh, you know, the, we have our, uh, we have our four-year-old with us tonight. She's giving us hand signals. Um, but there's a, there's a, like a block that we put between ourselves and God that's like, not even maybe that we think he's not capable of fixing things around us or in us. But that he, that we just don't, we're just, we won't even ask. So, uh, do you want to help her? One second. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry about, sorry about that. But um, let me just, let me just give some ideas here. So we were talking about this idea of personal life stressors. We talked about kind of being national level or even beyond the things that are happening in the world that have us all stressed out. And those things grow and change all the time. And then there's this kind of way of life that I think has everybody stressed out. And uh, so aside from the, the the nighttime news, there's also this idea that we are... Uh, as somebody has said, the least con- the least contemplative society that ever has been. Welcome back. <laughs> so, um, in other words, that we are we we uh, you know pride ourselves on our busy schedules, and we almost brag about how busy we are. And you know, um, it's it's common, I think, for. Um, the, the younger generation to, to think, and you know what's funny is that like there's all this, all the, uh, for all the talk about my generation and how lazy my generation is, the millennial generation is like, they have, they have careers, full-time, you know, work, and it's, it's pretty common to have a side hustle, right? Because, yeah. because that's just the way that's in them. So it's just busy, 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 busy all the time. So, um, talked about 
that idea, like, you know, we're always on our phones, working or self, self-soothing in some right. way. Uh, and so there's just, like I said, there's the, the home life stressors, there's kind of this national, like, just uh, hate for one side or the other. And then there's this idea that we're just so busy all the time. And I feel like people, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but if, like, your personal, it's, like, wherever you're, whatever's kind of failing, right, so if your personal life seems to be falling apart, you kind of dive more into, like, another stressor to, like, escape it. So I feel like if I'm, if, you know, (laughs) if my home life is stressful, then I'm going to dive deeper into work, and I'm going to put my focus and my energy there just just to kind of exert my stress on something else other than, like, what I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding. Yeah. So if I'm trying to avoid something, I will, you know, work that 12, 13 hour shift and like be like, I could do more, you know, cause it's almost like, cause then once that's off, then you have to deal with like, what is kind of, you know, in the back of your mind that you're more afraid of. And, and I think that's yeah. where like anxiety for me, I feel like it's, I try to avoid what I'm most afraid of. And so that, that is the, uh, that is Exactly right. I mean, that's that is self soothing or mm-hmm. self self preservation, however you look at it. But it's not it's healthy. Not healthy. <laughs> it's the worst type of self soothing. Yeah, I mean, well, there's also there's also drinking and yeah uh, and drugs and. But it's whatever's negative. I mean, it's yeah. It's not shalom. <laughs> it's not peace. It's not peace. Yeah. In fact, so what makes us think that when we need peace, right when if we can all come to that conclusion that, you know, it's it's not healthy what we're, like, the way we uh, we kind of feed this negativity from the news and we vilify the other side, be it your political, um, you know, ideology or one race or the other, like, we, we almost vilify everybody on another side, half, half mm-hmm. the U.S. population. Um, rather than have a conversation or this thing, this thing, this idea that we need peace, but we don't feed peace. We feed everything else. Yeah. It's, oh, we have a question? It's just, um, you're asking us to turn the mic 90 degrees. I don't know what that means. Hopefully that sounds better. Can you hear us? Is it better or worse? So, um, here's some of the things we talked about on Sunday. Storms can happen when you least expect them. Sometimes they're a consequence of what we've created. Sometimes they're a consequence of somebody else. And sometimes they seem to happen for no reason whatsoever. And, um, it's at about 90. Talk about stress. <laughs> right. It's okay, we're, we're doing this. <laughs> Is that better? Is it better? 
Okay. <laughs> I think it's better. We'll see. We'll see. That's all caps, though. <laughs> um, okay. okay. It, it looks like I have a good signal. Good enough. Okay. <laughs> Let me get a All right, so um, also I pointed out on Sunday that the disciples were doing exactly what Jesus asked them to do. They weren't, uh, this is not a consequence of something they did wrong or something somebody else did wrong. This is, they were in the middle of what Jesus had asked them to do or uh, maybe what we would like to say is the middle of God's will and the storm still came. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I always pictured that, the, I, I made a joke about Moana because we've been watching yes. it so much about that big one, you know, the big uh, storm that happens in Moana. But when I was uh, reading this before that, I thought about that movie, The Perfect Storm with George Clooney. And this is like little fishing boat, giant waves, and this whole like scary, like these guys were fishermen and these guys were used to being on the water and they were used to having these storms come because they were, this is part of the, the, natural environment for where they lived and where they fished. But this way, this storm really scared them. And like you said, Jesus is just, he's just asleep. And so I want to dispel a couple of things. Do you think when, do you think it's like when you feel this way, like does God even care about me? Do you ever say that out loud or do you think that's almost blasphemy? Blasphemy for me to say it out loud, but I probably say it to myself more times than I would want to admit. Absolutely. So you keep it. Yeah, I mean, you I keep don't keep it in your thought bubble. I keep it in my thought bubble. I mean, sometimes I'll say like, "God, throw me a bone here. Like, give me something. Give me like, show me that like I'm not struggling with this like in solitude because it feels like that all the time." Mm. And so, and then you know when I look back at things like, for example, like. In our personal life, I see God working though. So I and, and it's been it's been pretty awesome because even with your loss of job, um, I pointed out I was like you know when I go back and I and you know you tell me your whole like work history sometimes I've always noticed like a recurring trend and that's you know you seem to have like this like you've been either self employed right or in between jobs when your all of your kids were about Bella's age and. I, I was, like, noticing this trend and, and almost, you know, I'm so thankful in some senses that, like, she's having her daddy home and teaching, like, teaching her these things that I wonder if that he's put, like, I don't know, maybe there's a purpose for it. Maybe there's a reason, like, I want, you know, and maybe our children have, you know, everyone has a purpose. So yeah. maybe the purpose is for you to teach like these three little ones, like the right from right from wrong. And they want need to hear it from you. Right. And, and so God is using you and taking something away, but giving something way more of value and way more important to other people. You're, he's using you in this time of, of difficulty. Mm. And when I see that, I think like, okay, there's, there's going to be, there's, there's a plan. There's a, there's a way bigger plan than, than Randy losing his job for this 
you know, you know, you know, for this stage of life, there is such a bigger plan out there and you hurting your arm. Right. And I think, I think all of that, like I look back because you were so like stressed about the fact that like this happened, then you hurt your arm and now you're like, what am I doing? Like, I'm like, (laughs) I'm a gimp now and I can't work. And now it's like, I'm even more so, you know, removing myself from like the opportunity to find a job. But then like he led you into this path of maybe I want you to stop working for people and I want you to start something else because there's a bigger purpose here. Mm. So you need to slow down your thoughts and I'm going to, if you don't slow them down, I'm going to slow them down for you. Yeah. So (laughs) I feel like he, he did that. Right. And I mean, for that period of time, I think that you had a lot of reflection and that maybe you wouldn't have naturally like taken if he hadn't taken something from you. And so I'm not saying, like, everyone's story is totally different, and I'm not saying, like, I'm just saying it's hard to find the silver lining all the time, but I feel like when you remove yourself or when time passes and years pass or even months pass, you kind of see see where it was going. So maybe there is a reason that those 12 disciples were on that boat. Yeah, for sure. And and Jesus was teaching them a lesson, right? Like, I'm going to put you through, the, like God was saying, I'm going to put you through this storm, but you're going to learn something that's valuable, and you're going to go on and teach others that's yeah I think that's I mean I wonder when you know what we have in Mark is um, most probably Peter's version of the story and I just I wonder like in hindsight like Peter told the story I wonder if he was the one that went out and woke Jesus up because it kind of makes sense he was he was the loud one right and he was the, the one that was always sticking his foot in his mouth, so to say, like, where are you? Don't you even care that we're going to die? It would make sense if it was Peter. Um, Peter is also one of the four fishermen who would be the most experienced and, and, the, and the strongest, one of the strongest guys to deal with this subject, or with this crisis. And at the same time, um, you know, I wonder how they look back on the story themselves. Mm-hmm. And we're like, man, do you remember that storm? <laughs> remember we all thought we were going to die? We thought we were going to, it was so big, we thought we were going to die. And Jesus was asleep on the cushion. <laughs> like, I just wonder how many times the story uh, was retold. Like, was water, like, splashing his face and he was just like, yeah. it's all well, good. It's funny because, you know, the boat, that 27-foot boat or so, there was a small, like, compartment underneath it. I think that's where they think he was sleeping. So he was... At least dry, but still, he was on a cushion. That cushion was probably pretty wet. The cushion. The cushion. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, this this idea again of peace, him getting up and, and essentially calling for shalom, calling for wholeness, calling for an end to the storm, and what the Bible says in this story is a you know a, a calm. And then it just happens. And these guys were probably, you know, peeing their pants <laughs> uh, minutes before. We're now like, oh. And I think this has got to be some, you know, the, the Kairos moment thing. Because, because not just because of the enormity of the situation, but because they had seen Jesus perform other miracles, like turning water into wine and doing some incredible things. And... But this one was the one where they were like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Right? He's not, he's not just like, he's not just fixing up the, the party wine. He like stopped a storm from killing mm-hmm. us. And 
I just wonder what it takes for all of us to have like a communal Kairos moment where we can look at, you know, what's happening, the crisis that's happening around us. Um, a lot of it's caused by COVID, but not all of it. Yeah. And just to be able to say, God, God is big enough to yeah. come this in spite of whatever, right? Yeah. And so however we deal, we talked about this before, like you, your anxieties, you deal with anxiety in one way. And I personally, like stress doesn't, I, I kind of bury stress and, and uh, internalize it. But that's two different ways of dealing with yeah. what's happening around us, right? Because your, yours is outright. <laughs> and mine's like, you know, I'll take care of it over here. And either one's great, either one's healthy. No. But at the same time, Everybody has a different way of dealing with it. And so, um, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that anxiety or stress or the things that are happening around us cause us to uh, drink too much or too often. Or um, maybe it's causing us to be very, uh, have, have no patience with those around us. Or whatever, have us on edge all the time. Whatever those things might be, and there's a million things that people turn to when they're stressed out. Yeah. And we've said that already before in this talk. So, so we, you know, we acknowledge that. But sometimes, for whatever reason, that block, the last thing we we do is the first thing we should do, and that is to sit down at the feet of Jesus and be still. And be still. <laughs> so, I um, I do hope that you know this is a, a very simple Sunday morning um, dealing with kind of you know I I, I, uh, I just kind of wanted a, a broad stroke across all the all the details and intricate stuff that Sam had been dealing with uh, in the months before and he'll con continue with on Sunday. But that idea, you know, that in these Kairos moments, sometimes they're very personal and sometimes they might happen in your community and sometimes they might um, be something that we can all look back and talk about together and say, do you remember that time when God moved among us? You remember that time when we were all going through this big hairy deal together, and and uh, and you know we saw things differently. We uh, we didn't agree on you know nine out of ten things that were happening around us in the world, but God worked peace in among us and in our own selves. And I pray that for you, friends, and for us, and for everybody else who's partaking and watching or listening or uh, who might watch later, that in this time of, of uh, you know, a pandemic and all the little things that trickle out of that that we don't even know, there's a lot more lonely people and 
there's a lot of people that wish they could be a little lonely, but they have a house full of people that never leave. There's, there's all sides. And, you know, um, I pray that we learn as a community how to be there for one another. Uh, and it, maybe that looks like, hey, can I pick up your kids and bring them over to my place for a play date so you can have some alone time? Or maybe that's, hey, can, can we come visit you? I know, um, you know, we've been vaccinated now and things are starting to look a little different. So can we hang out? Maybe come over for a barbecue, whatever. We start figuring out the needs of the people in our community, our family, our church family, and beyond, and start learning how to uh, love and offer shalom in these circumstances that are just crazy. Any final thoughts? I'm sorry, it was a little stressful this time. We didn't... (laughs) We didn't have a sinner. We didn't have a sinner, so we brought... The little one, so, but, but I find shalom in that. (laughs) Not going to stress out. (laughs) So, no, I mean, I think that the story is, um, hits really close to home and it's such a simple concept, but I think it is something that I struggle with the most is like fully trusting that God's going to take care of us at the same time like and I asked you this question before and that was you know but they still rode the right boat right they still they still they didn't go out on a raft right they went on like a boat and they want you know so they still like had some preparation right so it's not that like you just go jump off a bridge and hope that Jesus is going (laughs) to catch you you. um it's it's you know I guess it's the bigger picture of there's a purpose for why you're in the situation and to find rest. in that. And I guess for me, that is like a really difficult concept to grasp because I don't always, I, I mean, you know me, I'm, <laughs> I usually think the worst, absolute worst case scenario. I'm like, that's, what's going to happen to us. You know, there's, <laughs> that's it. Like someone sneezes, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, I mean, I drove my family crazy. Somebody coughed or sneezed from upstairs, and I'm just like, "We have bring out the <laughs> bring out the COVID tests." And you know, I'm just I'm, I'm sure if, there, if someone's going to get it, it's going to be the Vic family. It's right. gonna, if somebody's going to you know lose their job, it's going to be the Vic family. If it's going to be you know, and and I, I'm sure everyone feels that way. You know, at times it's just to trust that it's not always going to be the case. And if it is, then yeah then to be able to turn that off and, you know, I have a little sign, but, you know, in our room that says, you know, give it to God and go to sleep. And I look at that all the time and I read it all the time. And I'm just like, why, like, why is this so hard for me to do? And I like recite it to myself, give it to God, go to sleep, give it to God, go to sleep. And I mean, you know, you've seen it, you know, I put that up purposely because I struggle with it. Yep. So, yep. And again, um, Anxiety is not something, I mean, it's, it's a, how could it not be a, a more common occurrence in our, in our society that doesn't really take the time to rest, that doesn't really take the time to seek God in solitude, that doesn't really take the time to, um, you know, even, even walk in faith. Not that y'all don't, but just, you, it, we don't give room for so much stuff because we have... We're just 
we're busy and we're mm-hmm. and we're taking input from the radio or from the TV news and and we're just adding stress upon stress and I just feel like peace be still are the three words that you know that we need to cling on to right now and so I I just pray that you guys do that I pray that you make room in your life to hear the voice of God and there are no easy answers too many times in our in our life but um, but I do pray that uh, you would hear God speak to you that you would find safety being in the boat with Jesus and that um, you would stay warm when it's cold in here mm-hmm. <laughs> God bless you guys thank you for, for joining us tonight and your uh, your grace with us tonight and I uh, do pray that uh, we would find shalom even in the midst of everything that's happening and make room for being still at the feet of Jesus um, look forward to seeing you on Sunday morning and uh, yeah Father again we thank you for meeting us here for loving us for your peace for your shalom, I pray that you would uh, do a work in your people, Father. That when the world is busy and stressed and uh, just on another level, that we would be the peacemakers. That we would bring your shalom wherever we bring the kingdom. That we would be the people to slow down and bring wisdom and faith and love to every circumstance that you put before us. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Take care, guys. You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.